This week on This Weekend Learns Ball. News. Facts. Analysis. Definitely no tangents. You think they bought it? Definitely they did. Welcome to This Week in Blurns Ball. Does food now come in pill form? What about pills? Do they come in food form? Not it on the go. second try. Not it on the second try. I am your co-host, Ben Bloom. With me, as always, is co-host and executive producer, Jacob Morris. I feel like we can't talk about baseball without discussing the 7,000-pound wildlife animal in the room. Yeah. Uh, so we were going to talk about baseball. We had plenty to say. We had thoughtful analysis, deep introspective looks, and thoughts about the future of the sport. But we have something better. Yeah. So there's a movie coming out at some point in the future. And I think it has the greatest movie title of all time. And the greatest movie premise of all time. This movie is called Cocaine. I can't even say the title without laughing. This movie is called Cocaine Bear. Oh, my God. It is going to be the greatest thing ever made because it has the two essential ingredients of a great movie. Cocaine and bears? Cocaine and bears. So, directed by Elizabeth Banks, produced by Lord and Miller. Uh, All-star team. Yeah, dream team right there. Based on a true story. Based on a true story. So the the truth to the story is, is there was a drug smuggling plane that had to dump a whole bunch of weight uh, because it was way overweight and dumped a whole bunch of cocaine into the uh, woods over. Uh, Just show the MFN. Was it? Was it? Kentucky? Uh, yeah, I believe it was Kentucky. <laughs> As an 170-pound grizzly bear found a whole bunch of this cocaine and ate 75 pounds of cocaine. Its stomach was literally full of cocaine when they found it and performed a necropsy. Yeah, after like a two-week bear bender. Um, So my favorite part was the guy who performed the necropsy said everything that could have happened to this bear happened to this bear. Did it have hemorrhaging yes did it have hydrothermia yes did it have a great time at studio 54 yes Yes. this bear was probably the world's apex predator for 20 minutes and then its heart exploded or it had a vision of life in the 80s as a cocaine bear or you know as i like to think of it just if you put Seth Rogen in a DeLorean. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. 
I I want to know what this movie is about. Is it like a cinema verite version of like this is the two hours leading up to what happened when the bear ate all this cocaine and then died? <laughs> um, I, I want the it, perspective of the bear because I'm imagining, you know, Boogie Nights meets Scarface meets Grizzly Adams. Okay, so Scarface is the Scarface bear Winnie the Pooh or Fuzzy Bear? Hey, the Colombians waka waka. <laughs> no, I, I, I want oh, Balda. I just want a smackerel of yayo. Uh, it is funnier when it's Winnie the Pooh. Although we must admit, Fozzie Bear as a stand-up comedian in the 1980s did coke. Yeah, like it was it was in the felt for sure. Like you, 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 look at Dr. Teep and the Electric Mayhem. They were on some shit, man. I mean, oh, look, yes. look at Animal. You, you tell me that Animal got clean after the 90s. I still don't buy it. Animal is the Keith Richards of the Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Like... Animal will A, never die, and B, I don't care if he got clean. He's still walking around high. Yeah, like it, it's residual at this point. There's more high than animal. Animal. So cocaine bear. Hold on, hold on. Can we get back to the fact just one second about animal? He could talk in early episodes of The Muppet Show beyond just saying animal. Oh, yeah. You know, things took a turn once the the movie started getting made and you know he was heading to the viper room 258 yeah fair enough so cocaine bear cocaine bear i i just want i i want the inner monologue to be paul rudd <laughs> yeah that's right i'm a bear and i just found a shit ton of cocaine what am i gonna do i'm gonna party don't don't Life moves pretty fast, especially when you're a bear on cocaine. <laughs> oh, good lord. You had the greatest alternate title for it, though. Yes. Alternate title, and I will admit, this is not original. It's what's on the gold chain that the bear's corpse wears at the Kentucky Museum of Assassinations. What? He's a roadside attraction now. Because Cocaine Bear would be a roadside attraction. He wears a pimp hat and a gold chain. And it says Pablo Escobar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you hear stories out of Colombia about all of the hippos that Pablo Escobar kept on his estate have now escaped and become feral. Hippo Escobar? Wait. Is this the start of a drug animal cinematic universe? Yes, it is. I'm assembling a team. <laughs> That's how it ends. Samuel L. Jackson. As a chipmunk. <laughs> I'm assembling a team. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you can, you can absolutely see like an LSD squid get involved at some point. LSD squid... Pablo Escobar's hippos, the cocaine bear. And of course, meth monkey. King Kong's ne'er-do-well nephew. Man, so there was the King Kong versus Godzilla trailer, and we never talked about that. We did not. I mean, we spent so much time talking about Batman versus Superman. How did we not talk about Kongzilla? Yeah, Kongzilla. 
Also, the fact that it's not called Kongzilla. And that's it's a real missed opportunity because if Godzilla is king of the monsters and King Kong is, you know, the king progenitor of, the of Planet of the Apes, yes. How did we not talk about this? Because I don't know about you, but the only reason I put up with the new Godzilla movies was out of the slim hopes that there'd be a Kong over cross crossover Kong. with yes, I, I know what you meant. Cross Kong. Also, yeah. also, how did King Kong get an axe that can deflect Godzilla's breath? Um, I think uh, teenage Groot cut off his arm, gave it to Peter Dinklage, who then harnessed it through Bradley Cooper's Oscar. Peter Dinklage, the world's tallest dwarf. Got it. Yes. <laughs> because that was his character in Spaceballs. Yes. Uh, also, we now know all about Space Jam 2, which everybody, can we just can we just acknowledge this, is a stealth remake of Tron. Yeah, which itself was a pre-make of Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, man, there have been so many backdoor remakes of Tron. Yeah, and like, I mean, hey, I love me some Jeff Bridges, but wait. That's just like wait. your opinion, man. Is Jeff Bridges going to play Bill Murray? Yes. Or it's going to be Bill Murray playing Jeff Bridges. As long as Wade Knight comes back. Newman. <laughs> Man, that was I a- feel like though Kevin Hart would be LeBron's Newman, just based on Kevin Hart. <laughs> Man, the fact that they had Newman in the first one was a weird one, even for the adults. Like, yeah, everybody loves Newman. Of all the Seinfeld characters you were going to get in 1995, you went with Newman? I mean, you couldn't have Jerry playing the nebbishy agent guy. But George. Like, George. Yeah. Or if you want to take it a different direction, you, you had Elaine play the agent and everything's a peach. Yeah, see, <laughs> both of those would have made a lot more sense. But yeah, Wayne Knight. Remember, he was the most successful movie star of the Seinfeld cast. He was in Jurassic. He was Park. in Jurassic Park. He got eaten by the the one with the frill. Um, uh, Laura Dern. Yes, by Laura Dern. He got eaten by Laura Dern. <laughs> yes, man. The fact that Wayne Knight had the most successful movie career of anyone in Seinfeld up until Jerry Seinfeld made B-Movie. You like jazz? (laughs) Why does everyone hate that movie? It's just a Seinfeld episode, but for children. So the greatest movie ever made. (laughs) You ever see B-Movie, but every time they say B, it doubles in speed? I have seen that. It's like a, it's like a minute, minute and a half long. Yeah. It, pew. It, it goes at cocaine bear speed. <laughs> like bullet time, but for animals. I love cocaine. I love cocaine. <laughs> Man, that meme is going to come back so hard. Yeah. Also, for anyone who has ever like been a dog owner, Seeing a dog put their dog nose into a pile of snow and then emerge, it's like, you're on dog cocaine. Yeah, they are. 
and then they murder people. <laughs> Man. So the episode title is definitely Cocaine Bear. Yeah. We got to figure out like the, the actual plot, though, because at some point, does the cocaine bear have a nemesis? Is there like a yes, DEA there's a badger? DEA agent. There's a DEA a agent played by Jeff Bridges. Whoa. <laughs> like Jeff Bridges as some sort of cowboy DEA agent badger? Yes. With Thomas Wilson as President Biff. Yes. Yeah. Why did we not write this movie? Yeah. Cocaine Bear can only exist in alternate 1985. Oh, man. This is going to be the greatest, worst movie ever. Wait, even greater worse than the unbearable weight of an unimaginable talent where Nick Cage (laughs) and the Mandalorian... Nick Cage is good, but he could be better. (laughs) Nick Cage is good, but he could be better. (laughs) Yeah, I think that movie's going to be pretty goddamn terrible great as well. (laughs) There are so many... Man, like, Cocaine Bear makes me want to go back to the theaters. I need to experience that with people. (laughs) And cocaine. (laughs) Okay, maybe just a slushy. Yeah. Yeah, the, the don't the heroes don't do drugs. Heroes for drug don't men. do drugs. <laughs> except for all the drugs that they did to become heroes. Have we done less than hero? Have we? We must have. Super King. He has all the powers of a king. Also, he's a robot. We 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 must have at this point. Yeah. Turns out the only animal more deadly than the zookeeper is the zookeeper. <laughs> Didn't this used to be a baseball podcast? I think it used to at one point. We do have a baseball relevant news in terms of the the annals of baseball history. Um, Ray's two-way player, Brendan McKay, had to push back his throwing sessions for rehabbing his shoulder because he cut his left index finger trying to cut the, the tags off some dog toys. That is a spring training injury if I have ever heard one. And it's appropriate for this podcast because Andy, the podcast mascot, has tried to bite your throat several times. Oh, Andy. Um, he succeeded um, um. as well. <laughs> yeah, he has. Uh, you can't see it on Zoom because Zoom cleans things up, but I've got a dog hickey back here. Yeah, that... That does not sound or look fun. It's, it's like not. the opposite of cocaine bear. Dog vampire. Ooh, dog fire. Wasn't that a series of children's books about some sort? Of, oh, Banicula. Yes, that was a series of children's books. I thought that was Wishbone. Well, yes, that was also a series of children's books. Was Wishbone a vampire? At some point, I assume they did Dracula. He, he was Robin Hood. And he was a good boy. He's a good wishbone. You know who else was Robin Hood? Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Well, no, wasn't he King Richard? No, there was an episode of Star Trek with Q. Oh, right. I was thinking of Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes, he was King Richard, too. Yeah, he didn't get dagger, sword, whatever. 
It's Over good here. to be careful. Here, Father, Rabbi, whatever. <laughs> oh, later era Mel Brooks. Hey, still Dave Chappelle's best movie. I mean, not a high bar to clear, but I, I st- I'll, I'll still rewatch Half Baked. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying it's his, it's not a particularly high bar to clear. Uh, Good time though. <laughs> yeah. Blink, hey Blinken, did you say Abe Lincoln? Every time the new U.S. Secretary of State shows up, I'm like, hey Blinken. A <laughs> <laughs> Bl- and his name is A Blinken. Yeah. <laughs> I can see. Boom. Never mind. <laughs> did you see Men in Tights before Prince of Thieves? Because I did. Yeah, so did I. I didn't see Prince of Thieves for years. And then, man, I finally got so many of those references. I did. And wow, Prince of Thieves wasn't that great except for Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman makes everything better. Christian Slater should be Cocaine Bear. Slater. <laughs> Slater. Cocaine bear. I can do that. <laughs> so wait, does Paul Rudd play? Oh, no, no. Paul Rudd plays sober cocaine bear. Yeah. And then Christian Slater plays cocaine bear when he's high on cocaine. Yes. Because same guy. Yes. Never seen him in the same room together. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Oh, man. See, this is the part of spring trading where nothing happens. Yes, there are games going on, but they're too short, uh, and the real players don't play for long enough for us to gather anything of use. Yes, although Ross Stripling is making his Blue Jays spring training debut today, so that's a thing. That's a thing, I guess. I mean, there's only three regular players in that Blue Jays lineup, so... (laughs) The Blue Jays are actually broadcasting their games now. Hooray. Hooray. I mean, again. I mean, it's on the alternate camera feed and only online, but it's better than nothing, I guess. It is better than nothing. Um, There are going to be crowds at a smattering of ballparks this year. Well, that's what happens when you have a competent vaccine rollout. Or Republican governors. Yes. Either or. (laughs) Um, Yeah. the Orioles are going to have fans. California is opening up ballparks at Disneyland, which is pretty much like 30% of California. Yeah. Ballparks, uh, Disneyland, and beaches, and uh, that and wineries. And that's the state of California. It's a pretty great state. Yeah. Yeah, lots of vegetables. Oh, yeah, avocados, too. Yeah. They aren't just from Mexico. This podcast brought to you by Avocados from California. Don't you forget about us. <laughs> the Judd Nelson running the avocado campaign out there? Why not? <laughs> oh, man. Avocados are great. So is baseball. But not Texas. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Texas. Yeah. Be nice to get stabbed in the arm, though, with some medicine. I'd like that. (laughs) I would. Soon enough. Soon enough. Speaking of dumb things that we're going to talk about anyway, the dumbest league in Canadian sports, 
is about to partner up with the dumbest league in American sports. The CFL is partnering up with lacrosse? No, lacrosse is like secretly cool. Lacrosse, is, especially box lacrosse. Yeah, that, that sport shit. is whack. Yeah, that, that shit is awesome. But no, I'm talking about the XFL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't get... Really, you went with you went with L for L, not L for L? No, because, phrase it, it's pretty much in this. <laughs> yeah, I don't get this. Although I didn't get when they had their partnership with the Portuguese Semi-Professional League either. How's Portugal? What's that, Jay? Football. Football. You know what? The Portuguese football makes more sense. I mean, so the XFL has gone away from its root, which, you know, for its one year of pre-existence, had like crazy rules, hilarious nicknames on the back of jerseys, and, you know, the MVP... Um, was bagging groceries before, during, and after the season. Yeah. Uh, now, I understand, kind of, from a business <laughs> perspective, maybe, uh, <laughs> the CFL getting access to some of the XFL's uh, technology stuff, where it's like in-game betting and uh, player te tracking technology. Uh, I don't understand this from the XFL's perspective at all. No, like, what do they have to gain from other than, like, oh, we can get an extra player on the field and subsequently the roster, but you get a, one fewer down. But the field gets to be bigger and therefore yeah. not fit into all of the pre-existing stadiums that they have. Exactly. And then all, all the footballs you've already bought and manufactured, nope, we're going to replace them with eggplants. Mm, eggplant parmesan. <laughs> Ooh, that would be much more fun than watching a CFL XFL superb owl. Um, man, I I don't know. This came out this morning, and I don't get it. I, again, my theory is that this is The Rock getting vengeance for the Stampeders cutting him in the nineties, and he's just going to burn it to the ground, dropping the people's elbow. Uh, man, visual jokes for all of you out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I can do the rock elbow. Uh, I can't do the rock elbow. That, that shit would shatter my forearm, but I can do the eyebrow. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? I can't. I have a deviated septum, I think. <laughs> he revealed that once on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, again, he, like, for like he the fact that he's been playing a character for the better part of his adult life is pretty goddamn amazing have you watched that show i have it's got a surprising amount of heart and also jimmy woo man jimmy woo's awesome <laughs> we should call him by his actor name randall park. randall park he, he kicks ass he does uh i believe not jimmy woo you mean uh shit what was his name on the office Oh, uh, Jim? <laughs> yeah, Jim from The Office. <laughs> oh, man, he was great as Jim. <laughs> also, he was a spectacular Kim Jong-un. <laughs> ah, 
Oh, yeah, that's right. He was. Man, Randall Park's great. Uh, I can't wait until they give him his own MCU miniseries. You mean the Marvel Cinematic Woo universe? MC Woo? <laughs> MC Woo. Just, I just want him and Kat Dennings running around solving mysteries in a van with a talking dog. X-Files, but in the MCU. With Scooby-Doo. Yeah, with Scooby-Doo. Well, Scooby-Doo's canonically part of the Marvel Universe already. So, like, let's get going. How is that even possible? There were so many crossovers in the 70s, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scooby-Doo fights the Harlem Globetrotters and the Wolfman in Atlantis. Yeah. Wait, I'm thinking of a luchador movie that had that exact same plot. There were so many problems. There were so many problems. Including bears with cocaine. It's <laughs> <laughs> like they're just pawing lines. He ate oh, that cocaine. So yeah. you really think that was the best way for him to enjoy? Obviously not. He died. Um, no. But do you think if he snorted 75 pounds of cocaine, he'd have been just as dead? Probably no, he, would have filled his lungs. He would have been fine. He's a bear. They can climb faster than they can run. That's horrifying to think about. Yeah, especially on cocaine. Also, Brian De Palma directing um, a cocaine bear. It would just, it would be a bloodbath with cocaine. It would be a coke bath. No, there's only one director, other than, you know, obviously the director who is directing the movie. Yeah, I mean, Elizabeth Banks is going to do a great job of it. Like, like she's awesome in everything she's she is been terrific. In. But there's only one other director who could possibly direct Cocaine Bear. Tarantino. 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 Because Harvey Keitel would be the bear. <laughs> and you'd have Sam Jackson, because Sam Jackson is in all of the Tarantino movies. Yep, you would have a lot of foot shots because he has probably admitted to his predilection. Uh, (laughs) And you would somehow get, oh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Michael Madsen. Tim Roth. No, a German guy. Oh, uh, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, yes. I am the park ranger. I am going to find the cocaine bear. <laughs> That's exactly who he would be. <laughs> hey, Boo Boo, want to get this a picnic basket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just throw in Uma Thurman as the sensitive yet thoughtful raccoon who can murder people with a chainsaw, and you've got yourself a Tarantino movie. Quentin Tarantino presents Cocaine Bear, his tenth movie. Wow. <laughs> Oh, man. But what would be the revenge fantasy for Cocaine Bear? I guess an inconvenient truth. Yeah. Our planet is being destroyed. Let's fight back, bleep. I'm Al Gore, and I can't say MF. (laughs) No, Samuel L. Jackson plays Al Gore. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, that would have made me pay attention to the environment. Although, granted, Snakes on a Plane, I'm pretty sure, came out the same year as Inconvenient Truth and had the same message. Nature bad. (laughs) I want these monkey fighting snakes off this Monday to Friday plane. Man, cable cuts of movies are so bad. 
Yippee kayak, other buckets. <laughs> Yippee kaye, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't even know. Cocaine bear. That's what okay. we've been talking about all episode. Yeah, because Cocaine Bear is awesome. And of all the things that have gone on in the world, sometimes all we need is Cocaine Bear. Yes. So I would like to draw your attention to the anniversaries of two things that happened relatively recently. One is that one year ago yesterday was the anniversary of Rudy Gobert ruining everything. It's not his fault, except it's absolutely his fault. I mean, if anyone has a time machine, go back and, you know, just well, murder Hitler. But <laughs> OK, so there's a lot of things, a lot of people we need to murder, but we can't disclose who we're going to murder because, again, satire. That's how we, we escaped the Vatican time police. Damn it. We, we said time machine again. The Vatican time cops are going to come for us more. Oh, my God. Like. Again, I thought we had dealt with them. Oh, good sound on that. Yeah, I, I only heard one of them. The second one, I think, might have gone inside. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get emergency on. So it's a year ago yesterday that Rudy Gobert single-handedly through no fault of anyone else, cough. Oh, boy. Can't even make cough jokes anymore. You really can't. Rudy Gobert ruined everything a year ago yesterday. But four years ago today, Mario Day, by the way, M-A-R-1-O. Mario. Woohoo! Four years ago today, the greatest interview of all time. The BBC interview where the professor is getting interviewed from home and his oh. daughter busts into the room. And Holy shit, from the future. That's like, that interview predicted the future. That interview foretold our grim hellscape of working from home. And having tiny miniature humans interrupt our quasi-important video conferences. Yeah. I bet you he wasn't wearing pants, which is why he didn't shoo the daughter out of the room. Why are you not wearing pants around your children? That is an issue in and of itself. Good point. Yeah, wear pants around children. I'm pretty sure that's in the Ten Commandments. Isn't that like number seven? It's got to be. Thou shalt not drop brain in front of thine children. No, no, no. Underpants worn. But like pant pants. No, no, no. You you need like two two layers minimum of coverage. Okay. Again, we're not the modesty police. That's what the Vatican time cops are for. But incredibly professional that he kept up the whole interview. Well, yeah. the two children come steaming into the room, <laughs> and then the mother goes skidding past on the floor. Just like the 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 stealth. And, yeah. and wasn't everyone all misogynist about, about the mother? And... They thought she was the nanny because it's a mixed family. I just so there was that, and also yeah. I'm sure there was some additional misogyny too. Of course there was, but yeah, awesome interview. Oh man. Just like child is going to child. 
Child is going to child. I love how he described that she was hippity hoppity because she had been to a classmate's birthday party that day. Oh my God. So that's like little kid cocaine bear. So gummy bears. <laughs> gummy cocaine bear? No, because gummy drug bears are an actual thing. And, oh, you know, don't yeah. give them to children. No, do not. Bad idea. But make sure your children go and see Cocaine Bear. Yes. It's fun for the whole family. <laughs> Man, I still don't know what this movie's about, but it seems excellent. I am looking forward to that movie more than I am looking forward to going outside. Because we can see that movie without going outside. Thanks to the magic of the internet. I feel like every time anyone makes that joke, we have to like, like give $50 to Nickelodeon. Sounds about right. Yeah. Worth it. Money well spent. (laughs) Money well spent. Who are they owned by? Is it CBS, Paramount, Viacom? Viacom? Let's find out. Because, I mean, I know with the Disney Plus expansion into all the Fox properties, I've been able to watch all of the great 90s movies I've I've never seen before. So, uh, behind Nickelodeon is owned by Viacom CBS, and Viacom CBS is part, uh, is its own thing. Yes. And secretly owned by Halliburton. Um, I mean, yes, but... So they are part of the Paramount Plus group of companies. Uh, by the way, Frasier's coming back. Or we talked about that last week, didn't we? We did, and about how no one really asked for it. And granted, we love Sideshow Bob, but we don't like Kelsey Grammer. No. Also, at this point, just do a Cheers reboot and we'll be okay. Reboot or reunion? Isn't Norm dead? George Wendt? No, he's very much alive. Oh, good for him. I, I hope so. I really hope we didn't just kill George Wendt. Because he's like, isn't he uh, Jason Sudeikis' uh, like, uncle? He's That's alive. Nice. We're good. Okay, We're good. good. Phew! Norm! Norm! Yeah, I, mean, I guess he is Jason Sudeikis' uncle. Ben is dancing. I'm doing the Ted Lasso dance. I love Ted Lasso. Man, he started as a TV commercial and ended up as a great Apple Plus show. A fantastic Apple Plus show that got absolutely hosed at the Golden Globes, but it's okay. The Golden Globes aren't a real thing. No, they're not. How did Borat beat Hamilton? Oh, no, I agree with that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, Hamilton was a weird one-off thing, but, like, Borat? Yeah, Borat was pretty good. Yeah, How did Sasha Baron Cohen not win every award? The Trial of Chicago 7 was great. I mean, he he was was like more Abby Hoffman than Abby Hoffman was Abby Hoffman. Yeah. Also, Succession as Jerry Rubin was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen is a phenomenal actor. Yeah. I mean... Sure, the movie loses points because it has Eddie Redmayne in it, but still, it was a good movie. Yeah, it was It was very Sorkin. Yeah, Sorkin is awesome. It's a yes. lot of talking. A lot of talking, pitter-patter, back and forth, walk and talk. Walk and talk, back and forth, lots of yelling, possibly a courtroom. <laughs> yes. That's all you need. All you need. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ted Lasso. Oh, 
Oh man. Okay, now I'm gonna go rewatch Ted Lyso. Picked up for season two. Yes. Which means we'll get to see more funny hijinks from all the Ted Lyso people. And we're gonna see what happens after they got relegated. Spoilers if you haven't watched the show. Yeah, I mean it's been out for a while. None of us have had social lives. If you haven't seen it, it's your own damn fault. <laughs> I mean, unless you didn't want to pay for Apple TV Plus. Nope, still your fault. <laughs> there are other ways to get media. Illegal ways. There was nothing in Al Capone's fault, but it wasn't Geraldo's fault. Don't! <laughs> are, is that a reference to the episode you picked? That is absolutely an ep- the reference to the episode I picked for this week's classic Simso-Rama episode of the week brought to you by. Oh, am I supposed to have a sponsor? No, my computer just froze. I'm just kidding. Um, brought to you by the Grammys. This is useless. Don't throw hey. your garbage down here. <laughs> Homer's Barbershop Quartet. What'd you do? Go ahead and screw it up like, like the Beatles and say we're bigger than Jesus? All the time. It was the title of our second album. <laughs> oh, man. I love oh, that God, the, oh, God, second oh, al- the second album cover is a takeoff on Abbey Road, but they're all walking yeah. on water. <laughs> Where'd you get that brownie? Over there. There's a whole plate of them. Ah. It's all oh, been George done before. Fair. <laughs> that episode was like perfect for that time period and subsequently for us because that was the era our brains grew up in man i had not seen hard day's night before i saw that episode um they found me on the bathroom floor <laughs> oh man hard day's night was a great movie like the beatles were funny like yeah. the, the scene on the train where they're talking about the grandfather Oh, that's your grandfather. He's not your grandfather. Sure he is. You've met me, other grandfather. No, I've met the other grandfather. Home Ringo. Very good, Ringo. They had comedy shops. Yeah. And look at Ringo. Everyone was always laughing. So do you think Ringo's the best drummer in the world? He's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. Oh, Ringo. Uh, Principal Ringo. Skinner, they say you're the funny one. Is that true? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Barney starts dating the Japanese conceptual artist. You mean Yoko. Number nine. Uh, number, number nine. nine. <laughs> that was a real song. That was a real song. That's revolution number nine. That's on the White Album. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where everybody thinks all the backmasking is. Turn me on, dead man. That's why everybody thinks Paul's dead. <laughs> You're never alone when you can always go. Ah, dude, dude. Next. <laughs> if I minute, could Dr. walk with the animals. Wait a minute. Dr. Doolittle is just Chief Wiggum. This bird's got to fly. <laughs> <laughs> the B sharps. The B sharps. The, the B sharps. sharps. The B sharps. What? Right. That was funny. Yeah. Now you're all under arrest. 
<laughs> oh man. Get the tear gas, Lou. Classic <laughs> episode. Oh man. So I've also picked an episode with a significant musical component. Trash of the Titans. Ooh, that oh. is a good one. I think it's the one I'm thinking of. It's the one where Homer becomes sanitation commissioner. Yes. So the sanitation folks are jolly friendly blokes. Courteous and easy going. They'll tell you when you're overflowing and tell you when your arse is showing. Yeah. And it's it's peak mid-season Simpsons. Uh, mm. Guest voice, but the guest voice isn't the center of the episode. Homer gets a new job for which he is woefully unprepared. Um, everything goes back to normal at the end because of a stupid reason. So we're just going to move the town five miles down the road? Yep. Well, what's the worst that could happen? You're not going to like what's behind you. Ah! <laughs> Told you you weren't. <laughs> I have zero empathy for the mess you made. You are all screwed. Goodbye. I didn't get that for years either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Red Skelton just walked off stage uh, at a casino. Um, and plus, when anytime there's Steve Martin in anything, it's automatically better. Did uh, someone open a briefcase in here? <laughs> uh, Maya Quimby. Can't somebody else do it? Can't somebody else do it? Hey, hey, homie, you've got to pay a tab. Can't somebody else do it? Oh, <laughs> I get it. Very I get funny. It. Need the money, Oma. Oh, man. Local man wins sanitation commissioner election. Uh, credits crazy promises. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Springfield Shopper. One of the true great publications still in existence. Bear vows to lie less. <laughs> Not from that episode, but a great headline. Let the bears pay the bear tax. I pay the homer tax. No, Dad, that's the homeowner's tax, and you don't even pay that. Again, not that episode. That's from... Uh, I could tell you that this rock uh, protects you from tigers. No, I don't believe you. Well, you don't see any tigers here. Lisa, I'd like to buy that rock. <laughs> oh, man. Your ideas intrigue me, and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. We could just quote The Simpsons all day. I like how we've had a baseball podcast during spring training and talked not at all about baseball. Well, a guy got injured trying to open dog toys, and uh, Ross Stripling's nickname is Chicken Strip. Mm, chicken Strips. And Jackie Bradley Jr., the final, uh, final oh, piece yeah, of Jackie the Red Oh, yeah, Jackie Bradley Sox. Jr. signed. So we went the whole episode without talking about Jackie Bradley Jr. signing, uh, without talking about uh, everybody's favorite pitcher being a jerk again. Oh, uh, Lizard... Lizard boy Bauer. <laughs> yeah. Without talking about Bauer pitching an inning with his eye closed, because why not? Uh, so uh, what else happened this week? Without talking about Jake Odorizzi signing. Man, baseball stuff actually happened this week. Uh, yeah. I and mean, we missed I'm... our special guest for the episode, Gritty. Damn it, Gritty. We apologize to Gritty. We ran out of time. 
I am going to miss JBJ though. Stellar, stellar outfielder, clutch hitter in like key situations. And now every single one of the Red Sox killer B outfield is now on different teams. And it's all the Red Sox fault. It's all your fault. Do do. Yeah. So, uh, Good luck in Milwaukee. Go win a World Series or contend for one with Mookie Betts. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy spring training, everybody. <laughs> Happy spring training. Man, it's spring training for us here, too. This was a uh, a weird episode. Man, we could have had Gritty talk about Cocaine Bear. I'm pretty sure that's his dad. I'm pretty sure that is his dad, or Gritty is a shape-shifting Highlander who was Cocaine Bear. There can only be one. Man, we haven't had a Connery's Corner in a long time. We have not, and I just watched the YouTube video, Everything Wrong with the the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It is spot on. (laughs) There's a lot wrong with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, beginning with the fact that it exists. Yeah, I mean... It's a much better decision than being Gandalf. I don't understand Tolkien. Uh, All these wizards and orcs, that's stupid. I'm going to go be a white person shooting things. I'm going to go be Alan Quartermain. This movie stinks. I'm done with acting. Where's my submarine? (laughs) Also... Oh, it was so bad. So bad. But you know what won't be bad? Cocaine bear. And you can take that to the bank. It's worth $15 million of cocaine. Pure, uncut cocaine. And pure, uncut bear. Oh, boy. Yeah. That bear is going to go ham on some cocaine. (laughs) So I think that brings us to the end of this cocaine bear fueled episode. Yeah, I mean, starting start, starting to crash a little. Uh, the, the 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 bear cocaine is wearing off. <laughs> starting to crash, just like the plane that dropped all the cocaine on the bear. I'm pretty sure that the, it was an inside job. The bear was the real client. <laughs> Interesting. So you can follow the podcast on all kinds of social media. Uh, Man, I just did not have a segue there. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're at TWI Blurnsball. We're on Instagram. We're at TWI Blurnsball. We're on Facebook, This Week in Blurnsball. And we're on YouTube, This Week in Blurnsball. Uh, unfortunately, we did not have last week's episode. The Vatican Time Cops got to the video feed. Those uh, bastards. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us uh, on any of your favorite podcatchers, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, pretty much anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can find these guys. Also me. <laughs> oh, I can't point to both of us in an internet context. These guys. I just did it. <laughs> uh, you're pointing to the listener. No, I'm pointing, I'm pointing to you through the computer door. These guys. There we go. Got there it done. We go. There we go. Those those guys. Those, those bags of wieners. And if you want to follow them on Twitter... You can follow us at JMS Morris or at Benjamin K. Bloom. Give you a guess on which one of us is which. And if you don't like humans, neither do we. Follow Ampersand the Puppy, the podcast mascot, on Instagram. He's He's a dog. He He is a dog. dog He does dog things. They're much cuter than human things. 
Yes. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this cocaine bear fueled episode <laughs> of this week in Blurred's Ball. We promise next week there might be more baseball content. And I'd possibly like- more Futurama content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for all of us here at This Week in Blurred's Ball, I'm Jacob Morris. I'm Ben Bloom. Thank you so much for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Farewell from the world of tomorrow and Cocaine Bear. Next week on This Week in Blurns Ball, surprise puppy! Look at the puppy. He, he, he's not really a surprise. Like, we've seen him before. Like, he's murdered several of our of our crew members, but he's still a puppy. He's still a puppy, and he's so cute, and we love him. So fluffy, doing dog stuff. Oh, he's eating your face because ah, he's a dog. Face! <laughs>